Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to this episode of Photo Mission Focus. In the studio with me, I have photographer Darren Jew. Darren, how are you? I'm great, thanks, Steve. Great. I've been doing a whole lot of these podcasts solo lately, so it's actually good to have another fellow photographer in <laughs> to talk to, so it's great. Very good, very good. Mate, the reason I got you in today was the Click Awards. It just sounds so exciting. The, can you just tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, well, the idea of having a an awards program inside of the Canon Collective was um was a a great one and yep. giving in providing an opportunity for the uh, members of the Facebook group to I guess compete but more more than I guess rather than compete it's more about getting some really good quality feedback on their images I guess create some purpose for for their work I think that as a photographer you can be you can be shooting for years and years and years and you kind of get yourself to a level but you don't really know how you stack up against other photographers so sometimes having that putting a, a photo into an awards and being able to get a kind of a benchmark where you might be and 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 i believe like uh, the entrants are going to get some they'll see which whereabouts their picture is strong the strong points and the other areas where they can probably do a bit of work to improve their pictures yeah for sure so rather than just being something that you a competition that you would just enter a picture and, and you know there's a couple of winners at the end and you, you don't know how you went we're going to be providing a report card on every picture that's entered and that report card will be based on six judging criteria which will be each criteria will have a score out of 10 yes and so you'll get an overall score back and but you'll also see your scores in each of the criteria so you'll know the areas that you are strong and the areas that let you down Sometimes, you know, as a photographer, it's hard to see, you know, you, it's hard to work out where you could improve yourself and you do need that second set of eyes really to look at it to kind of give you that guidance and I think that's the value of photo competitions but knowing photo competitions, I've looked a lot, they're not all created equal unfortunately. No, they're not and, uh, you know, I've judged quite a few and often you just, um, as a judge, you're provided with uh like a big bucket of pictures, and they just say, "Oh, give us your top ten, yes. or um, top thirty plus your your top your favourite five out of those." And that's all very well to get a winner, but if you want to provide feedback and some process in which people can improve their work, the idea of scoring every image is is really critical. So yes, well, that's what I'm saying. People can actually look at those scores because I believe it's kind of run for a web portal. Yep. So basically correct. people will, when, when they go to enter, they'll actually log in, get a kind of like a sign-in, so to yep. speak. Yep. And then once you're inside that portal, that's where you do, you'll put your entries and that's also where you can go back to look at your scores and all that type of stuff as well. Yeah, your report card will, will be available there. Yep. Yep. And the each image that's entered will be actually reviewed by three scorers and you'll be getting your average score back from those yep. three. So it's not just one person's opinion. It's three really experienced photographers. Yep. And more importantly than just experienced photographers, I guess experienced judges and reviewers. And that will 
mean that you know it's not a bias towards one person's um, personal kind of feelings. Yeah, because so. so, sometimes that's that's the the challenge with um, judging something. You might have a personal preference to a certain style of photography, so you're going to kind of always look at that more, maybe more favorably. I mean, you try and be you know subjective and all that type of stuff. You're not trying to really be biased, but our own personal bias sometimes is a little filter through. So having those three different people, they're all going to come with a different set of eyes, aren't they? They are. And also having set criteria that we're scoring against, that also helps even out the the process because, you know, it's quite easy sometimes to look at a picture and be, I guess, seduced into one aspect of it that maybe at first glance makes you think, oh, that's a great picture. But then when you look at the other things that make up a good photograph, yes, it can even everything out, and it can stop a picture that that is, you know, on face value really good. But when you look at it, doesn't hold up. It's interesting. I I did a podcast last week, and I used the analogy that photography is a bit like baking a cake. You know, you got to get the right amount. You got to get all the ingredients right in the right proportion. You know, done in the right process, the right way. And you get a pleasing cake. And, and as I think about it, you can have a beautifully looking cake. You slice into it and take the bite, and it looks great. But it's not always tastes. Doesn't great. taste that good. So that's a yeah. that's a kind of another yeah. way of looking at it as For well. Sure. So one of the interesting things I noted with the competition was there was two categories that people can enter of different skill levels. Yeah. So we we wanted to make sure that everybody was included in in the awards, and we've got two classes of entrant, uh, novice and experienced. Anybody can enter the experienced category no, or class no matter how long they've been yeah, shoot, if shooting. Know, if you've been shooting six months and you feel like, yep, I'm... I'm experienced, well, go for it. Go for it, yeah. Um, but if you if you want to identify yourself as having uh, limited experience, if you've been shooting up to two years, then you can, you can, um, you can select novice. Yes. And that'll mean that you're competing only against other people who've been shooting for two years so it's kind of a it level levels the playing field out, hmm. so to speak doesn't it really does yeah uh, your pictures won't be judged any differently uh, because you're novice you'll still get um, everybody will be still judged the same but you will only in in terms of competing for the awards you'll only be competing against other other novices good thing to have in the competition because obviously we've got people in the collective of various different skill levels and People who listening maybe outside of Australia or other parts of Australia haven't heard of the collective. The collective is a is a fantastic community of photographers. It was started by Canon, um, so it's owned. You know, the group is kind of owned by Canon, but um, with nearly twenty thousand members in Australia now, it's a big group of photographers and a lot of knowledge in there. Yeah, and and a, a variety of of entry points and and how what they want to get out of out of their um. Uh, involvement in the group yes. as well and in a way by entering an award to this award program to get some feedback is a, a really good way of growing if, if you look at it I know when I've entered competitions before I've never really entered to win I've only entered to to improve my scores so yep. that I do better this year than I did last year and that would be a great attitude to, to put into this in that you're your entry in the awards is part of your your development as a photographer. If you happen to win something, well and good, but um, that report card is really going to be the most valuable because, part of it. 
because one, I mean, look, I suppose one of the things too, there, there is going to be the, kind of like the top 100 images. So kind of you make the cut in the top 100, that, that'd be a really cool for thing, sure. thing to be in that, in that pool. Yeah, so we'll be making a top 100 gallery and, and a top 100 book. and But there will be, uh, we'll be announcing fi- um, a short list um, when people, uh, when images reach, uh, reach a certain uh, threshold. And then we'll have the finalists and then we'll have a, a winner in each class, a novice and experienced person, uh, winner in each category. Yeah, cool. So, and and talking of categories, you know, so there's going to be obviously different people shoot, you know, there's people interested in wildlife, there's people interested in shooting portraits, there's people shooting all different landscapes, you know, they're all the popular type of things. How does the competition deal with those? I know there's a, a also there's a thing in there called processed and edited. So, well, first, maybe maybe we should talk about the process to end and what that means, and then we'll go into the categories. Yeah. So, um, photography's you know ever evolving, isn't it? And so, what we've what we've noticed within the group certainly is there seems to be people who who like to shoot what's sometimes called straight out of camera, and other people who want to do minimal um, processing on their images, uh, while there's others who who want to use all of the tools available in all of the software in order to create a final product that that is a complete, ex, you know, an unlimited expression of what they they want to achieve. So we've cut it. We've sort of drawn a line, and we've created two uh, streams within the competition. One that's processed only, and the other that's edited. So processed only is celebrating moments captured by cameras yep if i can say that so anything that you can do in the raw converter pretty much is is um, what the limitations of your processing is yep. in in that stream so changing a bit of color a color global color changes contrast changes some burning and dodging so lightning and darkening of different areas within the picture yep. but no adding elements no taking elements out so pretty much what what was captured by the camera um, is what's presented and what is um, scored yes um, yep. so that's that's that celebration of of a moment in time yep. whether it's a one one twenty fifth of a second or a, a five minute exposure I, doesn't matter no. that it's whatever happened in front of the camera during that time whereas the edited stream allows you to go a bit further if there's something in the picture you don't like you can take it out in photoshop yep if you want to add a new sky into a landscape you can do that yep uh and we haven't really set any limits to those editing options uh, it's, it's really let you you know what whatever you're comfortable with as a photographer as far as your editing like you said you know if there's an element in there that you wish to change because it detracts, you think it detracts from the photo. It could be, like I said, it could be a signpost that, you know, that was there, but, but you want to remove it to emphasise that, that scene to make it look cleaner and, and um, more pristine. That can be done. For sure. But obviously that's, there's a category that allows you to do that. Yes, and, and that picture that you've created, that image that you've created, won't be competing with with pictures straight out of camera. Because I think that's, that's where people do struggle sometimes, that people stopped entering, you know, there was a lot of different photo competitions around 
and people stopped entering because they go, oh, it's like whoever can Photoshop the best wins, always wins the competition. Whereas, and like I said, it, you're celebrating that diversity of photographers that some photographers are really the purists. Some of them are the, are the like to explore the boundaries and see how far they can push things. So both, there's a spot for both of them. Definitely, and, and both really legitimate and worthwhile ways of expressing yourself. And, you know, photography, documentary photography has got a, a history of of creating images that, you know, do uh, record a moment in time. Uh, you know, you can... What, what's, uh, what's and all. Yes, you can, and you can argue that, you know, a lens will change the way something looks. It's not really you know, an exact replication of what happened, you know, perspective with lenses and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, uh, our processed-only stream is is a celebration of how a camera captures an image yeah. um, rather than how the software can, can change it. Change it. So with the, with the actual drilling into the categories a little bit, so you could enter, say, if I've got a picture, a, a really good picture I've taken of somebody... You know, they're um, sitting there and it's a, it's a kind of environmental portrait. I can put something like that in. Where would that fit? That would uh, that would fit into the people yep. category if it was a, I guess, if you'd only done processing only on yep. the image. If you'd, if you'd taken a building out of the background and added another sky, yep. you could put it into the, the faces category, which is the edited version of the, the people category. Yes. So, so there's two... Two different categories there to cater for both types of things. So, so in in that people category, so if I've taken a picture of the, the local um, soccer team and the, you know someone's diving for the diving to um, as a goldie trying to block it, and you get this great action shot, and there's the person who's just kicked the ball, the people in there, so that that's where it would fit. Yep, that's for sure. Street photography, yep. fashion, portraiture. Anything that's got uh, people in it can f- go into the either the people category if it's processed only, or the faces category if yep. it's if it's uh, edited. Yeah, cool. And and look, I know that we've got a lot of very keen landscape type photographers who like to get out, get to those faraway places, and capture the those great images. So where are they? Where are their images going to end up? They'll end up in uh, one of the two scenic categories, I guess you'd call it. One which is called places, which yep. is the processed only cate- uh, category, yep. and the other one which is called scapes, and yes. that's the edited category. So, um, the places category, um, I guess, celebrates real places at yep. real moments in time at that place, whether it's a, a fast shutter speed that freezes some action, or whether it's a long exposure that shows the waves moving in the water. Doesn't matter. It's how the camera interpreted it. Yep, and then the this, that's that's the places category. Yep. In the scapes category, then that's where you can add a new sky or put an island out at sea, add some lightning into the clouds if you want. Yes. Uh, it, it's really up to you to to create an image that you want to create. Yeah, perfect. So the other area I know all the, the collective love is their wildlife photography. They love to get there and shoot. We got a lot of you know, people like to get their big cannon lens out and shoot birds. So what? Where where are they going to kind of be able to enter their pictures? Yeah, so if you're a if you're a nature or wildlife photographer and you like to go to wild places and shoot native animals in their in their habitat or birds, mammals, whatever, we've got a nature and wildlife category. So if you're doing fungi in the rainforest or you're doing some underwater photography of some fish or yep. dolphins or something, 
we have a wildlife and nature category, which is a processed only category. Yes. And there's also an overlying kind of ethical framework for the, the capture of those images as well to ensure that as a photographer, we're not impacting, yeah. adversely impacting yes. the, the subject. So, yes. so as long as your pictures, as long as you read the, the ethical framework and you feel your, your work fits into that, yep. then um, that's the place for that. And again, it's a, a processed only category. But if you're if you like shooting animals and you can't get and, it, you can't and, get in the wild, but you can get to the zoo, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we can accommodate you in the plants and animals category. Yes. So that may be um, that that will be all kinds of things. It could be domesticated animals, could be a dog, could be a yep. cat, could be you could be at a rodeo, you could be all all kinds of things. Well, I know I know sunflowers are popular. You know, fields of sunflowers, people get there and they pose people in the, in the sunflower, or, or they get the sunset over the sunflowers. But they're a cultivated crop, so there's not a naturally occurring big paddock full of sunflowers. For sure. So that fits into the... That can go in the uh, plant, plants and animals category, yeah. as could a, um, a floral arrangement or a flower from your garden that's not, a, not out in nature. Yeah. That would be a great place to, to do that as well. And so that's an edited category, so you've got a bit of flexibility with yeah. what you can do there as well. So for people who like their macro photography and they and they go out in the bush and they find some spiders and they shoot the spiders or whatever that obviously goes in into the pro, into the processed category which is because they've captured it in nature. Yep. But if they've got a I don't know a specimen spider that's been euthanized and it's sitting there and you put it on a on a mirror and you're photographing that. Yeah. That's going to go into plants and animals. Plants and animals. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's got that differentiating yeah, so we've got somewhere for everybody. Yes. And when you think about it, with those six categories, you can pretty much fit most photos in. Yeah. Like I said, because even like in a you we were we were talking earlier in the break about, you know, you know, about a you take some shots of some racing cars around a racing car track, you know, it's 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 a place. Yeah, if you're say you you've got a a scenic picture of a, a racing track and there's a car going around and a nice ocean background or mountain background or something that makes for a nice landscape so yes that can go in the place one of the places categories whether it's um processed only in, in places or um or edited in in the scapes yeah cool that's great so there's some interesting things around competitions to do with copyright and this is a a bone of contention for a lot of photographers that they, they enter competition and then unwillingly they haven't really read the terms and conditions only to find that they've just handed the rights of that image to the organisers. Mm. What, what happens with the Click Award? Well, with the Click Awards, we, uh, when, you, when you sign up, you agree to terms and conditions which allow us to use your pictures in conjunction with the competition. Yes. And in conjunction with promoting the competition in the future. But that's, there's no other. So it's not going to end up on a brand of juice on a billboard no, somewhere? No. If anybody, uh, if anybody saw it, you know, through the competition and asked us, we'd, we'd be directing Back, them, to, the back photographer, to the photographer. And then the photographer's up to them, photographer, to negotiate royalties or whatever. Yes. Whatever. Um, yeah. We need a certain level of uh, license to be able to run the competition, to yes. be able to copy pictures into judging systems in order to make the winner's galleries, to make the, the um, top 100 book, that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, and 
you know, we we do reserve the right to to utilise pictures to promote next year's competition. Yep. But and certainly not separate to that. No, that's great. So so people can enter this knowing that this their pictures, as far as the copyright side of it, is safe, that they're not signing away the rights because because what could potentially happen out of this competition is someone might shoot something. It, they could win a category and then a big brand might see that and go, hey, that's a really good picture. For sure. And we, we want to approach them and yeah. so they can still go off and... Yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a history of in the last few years of um, competitions which you'd call kind of rights grabs, which are often done by organisations who are looking for pictures to put in their own library to be yes. able to use. And there's, there's another term called image farming. Yeah, well, there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's definitely no intention to for that. This is about about, photograph, about photographs and photographers well, and celebrating that. And I think the big, the big key role is that the people behind this are all photographers. Mm. That makes a big difference. It does make a difference. You know, if you've got a – if you've got people – who are running a competition and maybe they're not fully invested in the art that they're participating in, it's easy for them to sometimes miss or, um, you know, not quite, I suppose, not quite get things right. Mm. But when you're a photographer, you're trying to think like a photographer and you're trying to do do the right thing by people. Yeah, well, it's really all we've got as photographers is the, um, is the ownership of our images uh, and it's for us to choose how... How those get used and and who who uses them for sure? Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Mm. So the competition, like I said, is going to be basically open in mid um, November. Entries will open, yes, yes, yep. and, and there's going to be what a three week window where people can then put their entries in. Correct. Yep. So and the other unique thing about the competition, the Click Awards, is is that say for instance, I you know in week one I pick five images and I decide I'm going to put five images in across, I pick my categories where I put them and I've selected that I'm an experienced photographer, I've done all those. And then that afternoon I go out and I come across this amazing scene, I take a shot and I get that, you know, that shot that you've always wanted to take. Yep. And I go, ah. Damn, I can't enter that till next year. No, that's not true. You'll be able to go into your dashboard and replace one of the pictures. Yes, in, yep. in your in your entry. So in in this year's round, is there a limitation? So, so I took a great shot three years ago. Can I use that? Uh, yeah, we've got no time limit on, on when a picture has been taken. Um, yep. And I'd say for the first couple of years of the awards, that will be the case. Yep. But as as they progress, I I would expect that people will start wanting to be more contemporary with their, yes, yes. their work. When, when, once you've kind of used up your archive, yep. you want to be creating new content. For sure, for yeah. sure. And, you know, one of the judging criteria is innovation or you could call that originality. And so the newest pictures are probably going to be the most original and in innovative. Yes, I think so. Well, look, you know, you, there's new techniques, there's new cameras with these new lenses that give you some great capabilities. I mean, I'm really enjoying the Canon mirrorless system at the moment. And um, one of the, we should mention too, that Canon are actually are behind the, the awards. They've got right in, in amongst it as well, which is fantastic. Yes. Um, as well as Camera Pro. Camera Pro have come on board too. Help with the prizes. Help with yeah. the prizes. So there's yeah. some great stuff up for grabs. Yeah, so between um, Camera Pro and Canon, we've um, come up with... 12 
basically we've got 12 prizes, yep. which is an, a novice and an experienced winner yep. in each of the six categories. Yep. And each of those prizes is uh, what we're calling 500 collective dollars. Yes. And you'll be able to spend those $500 at Camera Pro. On quality on, Canon on gear. quality camera gear. Canon, yeah, Canon, Canon gear. Cam. Yeah, you can help put it towards a, that next lens you want or whether you're looking at doing the transition from DSLR to mirrorless or whether you know, you're looking for a you know a, a second body or something or you're wanting a, a walkabout camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we felt that that was um, better to give people the option of spending a dollar value rather than be given a particular prize because yes. it might be... Well, you might already have that. You already have that or it might be yeah. an, a, a, a product that you're never going to shoot. Yes, I mean that's right. I mean, you know, if you gave someone a, a, you know, a lens that they would, if they were a sports shooter, you're not going to give them a wide angle lens. They're not going to use it very often. They're going to find something a bit longer. But you know, so people can get that choice to do that. I suppose what type of tips could we give people to help them in that journey of of getting pictures together to enter? So I mean, you've well, had a bit yeah. of experience in, in yeah. awards. Yeah. So I've entered a few awards, and and it's always a process of process of deduction taking you know having a bit of a target knowing when you need to enter the pictures creating a little pool of images that you you're going to choose from and then just taking out over time taking out the ones that you don't think are going to make the cut and and then you'll be left with with uh, with your entries yeah because that's what you really have to do you really got to start you got to start somewhere so you would start with some of your favorite images and then you know, and, and they're going to be favourites for different reasons. Some of them might be favourite because it's a sentimental value, but that may not be a strong image in competition terms. It could be a lovely image that you love to bits. Um, but so you need to kind of use your, I suppose, cast your eye over it and think about, okay, what's going to be a good, to show my my skill as a photographer, what can I put forward? Yeah, for sure. And as uh, as the weeks go by between now and entry, you'll start be able to keep up with our um, click updates. Yep. And you'll see what the judging criteria is. Is and you, in a way, you'll be able to score your pictures yourself. Yes. Yep. And you know, because we all know that. Oh, that was. I. You know, I've got great memories of taking that picture. It was such a great moment. But maybe memories of the of the moment aren't one of the judging criteria. So yes. all of a sudden you've gone, oh, well, that's not, maybe that's not a great picture to be, to be entering. Maybe it's better if it's a, um, you know, well-composed, appropriately shot, yes. um, innovative picture. So, yep. yeah. But people also too, I mean, if people want to try and push the boundaries and, and try to, you know, get that next new look or new thing. I mean, we yeah. see people all the time come up with new techniques because... Yeah. Some of the the great cam, Canon gear, with some of the new lenses that are coming through, I mean, yeah. have been really for sure. Yeah, there's in, innovation is is the most, in, you know, really in the end, innovation or originality is what's going to set you aside from from everybody else. If your work is is derivative, um, then you can get to a certain level. You can you can achieve good technical, good composition, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But that um, originality and looking for that is is what sets people apart. I think I think look everyone you know that people photographers get to a point when they're successful that people can recognise from the image who the photographer is, and that's uh, a really good place 
to to get to and you know people the photographers have got there congratulations it's fantastic but that's because they've put something of them into the picture and it comes across so i mean they're the areas that people can really strive to be that yeah to be the put something of them into it yeah yeah there's you know the some criteria include is a good example of of subject matter so has the subject matter been recorded sort of uniquely or really innovatively yes um has the uh, is there a strong storytelling element to the the picture so when you start to add all those criteria together if you can do well in in all of the sections then you're going to do well overall yes i mean it sounds like a great initiative and I think the, for photographers, particularly because we've got photographers in the collective who who aren't typically probably enter competitions, um, but this gives them an opportunity because it's actually been designed for the collective and for the, with, with their skill levels, with their basically everything in mind for them and, and in a, a probably a safe manner. Because one of the things I know that I, I get to talk to a lot of the collective photographers and, and quite often people won't post in the group because they feel a bit overwhelmed because there's such a great, you know, set of skilled photographers in there. To really both find out where you are as a photographer, you do need to put your work forward at some stage. This could be the start of you being able to put your work into this competition because it's no one else really sees it, only the judges. And the judges are blind judging it, so they don't know know you they don't they're not told this is a Darren Darren Jew photo. That's right. So yep. you don't get oh it's Darren all, Jew I have to mark it high. It's all <laughs> it's all anonymous judging. The the file names all are generated on entry so yep. a um a unique file ID. Yes. So if you've happened to have left your name in the file name or something that that won't show that up. It gets scrubbed out. And and the judge the the people scoring the the work will will only see a a file number yes and an image yes um and no metadata no no anything so so the great thing about that is if you're sitting there and you're thinking i would love to get an idea of how how i'm going as a photographer and you get that kind of feedback but i don't want to put it out publicly say in the group and then have someone come back and say oh, i don't like your photo because this this and this this is going to give you a much more honest feedback and a bit of an idea then like you said you can take away from that the areas where you need to improve yeah what you might find also if you've if you've entered say six pictures you might see that there's a consistency in where you need to improve yes and then that then if you're choosing what you need to learn whether you need to do a workshop or whatever maybe you can target that area like as as a way of improving your work overall. Yep. And so yeah, it it should the report cards will be really useful in that way. Yep. Mm. And along the way with the click updates, there will be the opportunity that there will be people brought and interviewed to basically give some tips, I suppose, on, on, on and ex, some of their experience of what's what's good and what's worked for them. How I an experienced and and recognised and successful photographer has basically done well in the types of criteria that we'll be scoring against. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be helpful. Yeah. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the images that come through the Click Awards. And like I said, I'm, I'm really, I suppose, pleased that it's such a well-rounded, well-constructed by photographers for photographers. So there's kind of like there's no, there's no entries to barrier. Like you can't say, oh, I'm not going to enter this because of this or that. 
I'm just saying to people, jump in there and um, embrace it. Yeah. And, and definitely going to help people improve their photography. Certainly uh, entering awards. Uh, I've I entered the Australian Professional Photography Awards for, for since about 2007. Yep. And that process of, of challenging myself to always improve and, and taking on board the critique and not, not, I guess, not taking it personally. Yes. Because, you know, uh, we're judging photographs. We're not judging photographers or cameras. Yep. yep. Um, we're judging the final result. And uh, you might get a, a comment or a, a score about a picture that you, that you might not agree with, but if you remember just to take it, um, that it's an honest honest response to your work what, what do you by mean? three I'm, other people. I think every picture I've ever entered, everyone should mark them, you know, give me the top score. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> now, we have, all have to be realistic, but I think the interesting thing about it is the, the, the plan at this stage is the Click Awards is, a, is going to be an annual event. So this can be your, your datum line. If you haven't entered events, put your photos in, yep. and then you can – Enter next year, and you can actually see how you've grown as a photographer. Right. Make make sure that you're um you know you know where you've got to improve and and work all year to improve. Exactly, and I think that look that's going to be one of the big takeaways I think from the competition is for people is is how they use it. I mean, it's like everything in life, you know, it depends how you apply and use things to what benefits you get. For sure, you know. Yeah. So if you can apply yourself and use this to improve your skills and to see where you need to be strong and then go off and go off and work in those areas like you said it could be doing a workshop it could be getting on youtube it could be doing a whole range of different things uh it could be even within the collective you could be asking those questions and saying to people can someone help me in this area for sure and i'm sure like someone will jump in and kind of give some guidance yeah you know i think um one of the things that i somebody said to me very early in my career was that it's not about the subject it's about the background (laughs) and little things like that you know example might be you take a shot and there's a a distracting thing in the background that lets your picture that takes your picture down yes it just shows you that just gives you that market that next time you're going out you've got to keep an eye on the background not necessarily yes. the subject and 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 look as a photographer I, I just recently judged a street photography competition and there were some great entries but some of them kind of where they I could see the photographer they wanted to give you everything but but the trouble was I could see the kind of primary elements then there was all this other stuff which really didn't add to the story. Mm, mm. So some of these pictures would have been incredibly stronger if they were just cropped. Mm, mm. So sometimes, and but you can do that in croppings done in camera, you know, foot zoom, move yep. in and out, whatever yep. you need to do, reposition yourself, get the composition. So I think sometimes people do, photographers want to try and use the wider setting, get everything in there, but then you really kind of, Drill in and say, what's, what am I really trying to say here? Yeah, and certainly wide pictures are the hardest because you've got so many elements to deal yes. with. The, the tidier you go, the simpler things become. Well, that's um, right because you, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great look as a photographer. You learn this as a, it's a great tool as that isolate. I was called isolating a part of the, of the scene where you basically, especially in street photography, sometimes the most interesting thing is only a very small part of what's happening on the street. And you just zoom in on that. So that's what you frame up. And that's the most 
most powerful you know part of the story right there rather than whatever else is happening around it yeah for sure so mate look we look really look forward to it thanks for coming in and sitting down and kind of unpacking it we'll no doubt we'll probably try and chat again sure um in, in the coming weeks and when we get closer to the competition but people can just go to the canon collective the details are actually in the show notes so people can jump on there and once you get into the canon collective you'll then be directed to that's where you'll find the entry path to get to um, the competition page where you'll actually go in and enter your photos. Yeah, so um, all of the communication is is through the collective uh, Facebook group. Yep. Probably the simplest way to find any information that's there at the moment is to use the search within the group function Yes. at the top of the page and just type in click, click. Uh, C-L-I-Q-U-E, Yep. and you'll get any posts that, um, that are that relevant re- to that. That are refer- relevant to that. Yeah, so sure. that, that, and like I said, there's going to be There'll be videos. There'll be a, there'll be some posts. There'll be some general bits and pieces in there as well. Yep, yep. Oh. And keep the dates in mind um, with the entries opening in the middle of November. Yes, and they're going to be open for three weeks. Three weeks. So so you don't have to wait until then. You can start. You should be starting to look for your archives or your picture catalogs now. Yep. And start to get your um your pictures together to work out which ones you're going to enter. Yep, and preparing your images if you're not sure about how to resize things, maybe now's the time to to um, ask some questions and yeah, and, uh, and 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 that's right. Be ready to go. Be ready to go when the when the doors open. You can you can be first in. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Darren. Great chatting. Great. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Bye. That's all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone.